my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you are having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is Friday, February 2nd, two days before Super Bowl Sunday. So happy Super Bowl Sunday, man. I'm really excited. It's been a really weird, slow news day. You know, uh, the leading story is an opinion piece about why the Detroit Lions should trade Matthew Stafford for Tom Brady. It's like, what? That is never happening. I'm not going to waste my breath. I don't want to talk about that. That's ridiculous. It's just a waste of time. It's no, why, why would anyone write about I mean, I get why you write about it. You get hits, but I'm not talking about that today. I want to, we'll revisit my Super Bowl prediction. I'm going to talk about uh, the potential, the possibility of Bill Belichick retiring. We're going to talk about what the Browns should do at quarterback. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I found out today, Google Play and Spotify, I have because I've submitted my proposal. I just need to wait on them. I'm still waiting. I got another email today. I'm still waiting to hear back from them. But it's out of my hands. I, I told you I got I told you guys I was gonna update you on Friday. Spotify, Google Play, they're coming. I just need to wait for on their end. You can't, please, please help me out. Share Strong Opinion Sports with your friends. There's a way to link the page. Share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. That's my game plan, and that is how I plan to grow Strong Opinion Sports. I want to start with my Super Bowl prediction. Let's just jump right into it. I think people are a little bit getting ahead of themselves. Me, myself, I believe this game will be closer than everybody else predicts. My prediction is a little more conservative. I, I, I've been held back. Some people are saying this Super Bowl is going to be 35 to 10, 35 to 14. The Patriots are going to blow out the Eagles. I'm not convinced. I'm really not. You know, the Patriots Super Bowls are always close. Why, why would this suddenly be the exception to the rule? I don't know. Here's how I think it will go. Here's what I think will happen in the Super Bowl on Sunday. It's going to be very similar to the Patriots and Jaguars game. Uh, the, the Eagles are going to have some success early. They're going to hit Tom Brady a lot. Uh, and don't panic. I, I want the Patriots to win. If you want the Patriots to win, don't panic. Relax. Again, the Eagles are going to get a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. Matt Long's going to knock Tom Brady in the face. And Nick Foles early in the game is going to look all right. He's going to have a little bit of success. You'll be like, oh, wow, it's going pretty well for the Eagles. They're hanging around. Then halftime will come. And at halftime, the Patriots will make adjustments. And then Brady will win the game at the end. Brady's going to come out out of the second half, suddenly be completing passes left and right. Nick Foles will not have as much success. And Tom Brady, once again, is going to pull out a victory at the end of the game. Maybe they win with 10 minutes left. I don't know. But it's going to be closer for longer than people think. I believe that. Now, something to look for, something to, to consider, something to think about as you're watching this game. The Patriots have never scored in the first quarter of all seven of their Super Bowls. They have never once in a Super Bowl scored in the first quarter. And if the Patriots do score early, if the Patriots can score a touchdown or a field goal or anything early in the game, the Eagles are screwed because the Eagles offense is led by Nick Foles. You do not want to play from behind with a quarterback like Nick Foles. That is a bad losing situation for the Eagles. The Eagles have a great running game. That is their strength. They want to be able to run the ball. If they have to play catch up, they're in trouble. So look for this. If the, if the Patriots score early in the game, it could get ugly very quickly. Just be aware. The Patriots have never scored in the first quarter of any of their Super Bowls. And if they do, the Eagles will be 
in trouble. That's my prediction. I predict 24-21, 24-17, 21-17, something like that. A closer game, a one-score game, but the Patriots will win. I think it's interesting. People are asking the question, will Bill Belichick retire if he wins the Super Bowl? If the Patriots win the Super Bowl, people are asking, will Bill Belichick retire? Will, he, will Bill Belichick just walk off into the sunset? And they make a pretty convincing case. They talk about how at Media Week all this week, you know, Bill Belichick's been pretty loose. He's been smiling a lot. And, you know, he did just, oh, the ESPN 30 for 30, the documentary about Bill Belichick and uh, his mentor is coming out very soon. That's interesting. So he's being more open with the media. He's smiling a lot. He seems more loose. And there was the crazy story earlier in the year, that revealing piece about the division within the Patriots front office between Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady, that divide was exposed. But no, I I do not think that all of that, even though there's good evidence to support it, maybe, I do not believe Bill Belichick will retire. Bill Belichick will not retire. Bill Belichick is obsessed. Bill Belichick has an addiction to winning. He loves being successful. You know, one of my friend's dads is a vice president at a really big engineering company. Thousands of employees. He has a PhD. He's wildly successful. He's the vice president of a giant engineering firm. And yet, this crazy man who has a PhD is going back to school to get another PhD. Because for people like him, for people that have been that successful their entire lives, there's never enough. The kind of person who's had as much success as Bill Belichick has had does not retire on top. There's no end. There's no plan to end at any time. So if Bill Belichick retires, what is he going to do? He loves working. He likes the process. What's he going to go fish forever? No, he's not. Bill Belichick loves winning. He loves succeeding. That's why Bill Belichick works so hard. He's going to be bored. If he retires, he's going to get bored. What's he going to do with his free time? Bill Belichick is one of those kind of guys that loves the process. He loves to work. He likes to win. Bill Belichick will not retire. Either way, whether he wins or he loses, Bill Belichick will not retire after the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh, let's talk about the Browns. Oh, man, the Browns are... I, I love... To, I really like talking to the Browns, actually. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's fascinating. You... I think anybody can relate to the Browns. Like, anybody listening can say, man, I just want the Browns to be successful. I want so badly for them to have a chance and win. We all are... It's like the little engine that could. We're all rooting for the Browns. We're like, please, for the love of God, can you figure it out? I think it's interesting. I'm getting a lot of comments on YouTube talking about the Browns. A lot of Browns fans follow this podcast. One of the main comments I get on YouTube is people saying the Browns should not draft a quarterback because they already have a quarterback. People are saying, we have Deshaun Kaiser. Why should we pick another quarterback? Oh, man. Deshaun Kaiser is not a franchise quarterback. I mean, go look. Go watch his college tape. Go watch him in the NFL. He's making the exact same mistakes. He's had no evolution, no improvement. He's not getting better. He hasn't changed. He's the same exact person making the same exact mistakes. Now, here's the biggest issue, though. Deshaun Kaiser was out partying at 1 a.m. a Friday before a game. 
And that's that's a crazy lapse in judgment for your starting quarterback, for your franchise quarterback. That's an incredibly immature thing to do. That tells me Deshaun Kaiser doesn't love football. Actions speak louder than words. He says all the right things. Deshaun Kaiser says he wants to be a franchise quarterback. However, it's incredibly easy to say the right things. Anybody can say the right stuff. I want to see him back it up with his actions. I think he actually believes he wants to be a franchise quarterback. I think Deshaun Kaiser actually thinks he wants to be an NFL quarterback. But how many people tell me they want to have a podcast? Do you know how many people come to me and say, Oh, Zach, I would love to have a YouTube channel. I would love to do a podcast like you do. I, I want to do what you do. But uh, people don't realize how much work it actually is. I'm sure people would love it. I, I'm sure they would, they would be happy to ha- be a podcast host. They would ha- be happy to have a YouTube channel. But they do not realize how much work it actually takes. It is 1030 on a Friday night, and I go to, I'm in college. What do you think a lot of people in college are doing on a Friday night? They're out partying. They're doing other stuff. I'm going to be in my room editing a podcast till five in the morning. People don't realize what it takes. You have to give up. You have no social life. You put in the time, you do the work. And I bought all my equipment. People make that mistake, that, that excuse all the time. Well, I just don't have the equipment you have. I bought all the equipment myself. I'm not a trust fund kid. My parents are broke. They're dead broke. We lived in a mobile home growing up. I'm not a trust fund kid. I bought everything. I worked for everything you're looking at, all the cameras, all the equipment. I bought all of that. That's, that's not a valid excuse. I, I, I met a kid the other day who he puts out a podcast. You know, he puts out maybe a podcast every other month and he can't figure out why he's not growing. He doesn't do the work. And Deshaun Kaiser doesn't do the work. Deshaun Kaiser doesn't put in the time. Deshaun Kaiser would love to be successful. A lot of people would like to be successful, but they don't actually want it. Actions speak louder than words. I I love, I'm obsessed right now with Tom versus time. It's Tom Brady's documentary, docu-series about kind of his life, showing the behind the scenes part of Tom Brady and his success, his journey and the way he plays quarterback. I'm watching Tom versus time and Tom Brady can sit in a chair for five hours and nonstop watching film. Work ethic. Drew Brees has a legendary work ethic. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is doing on a Friday night before a football game? I'll tell you what. He's not out at a nightclub like Deshaun Kaiser was. Deshaun Kaiser doesn't get it. Deshaun Kaiser is not a franchise quarterback. End of story. End of discussion. So your quarterback, the Browns quarterback is not Deshaun Kaiser. So who is it? What do the Browns do at quarterback? What should the Browns do at quarterback? Here's what the Browns should do at quarterback. The Browns need to draft Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. And now here's the, here's the counter to this. Here's what everyone says in the comments. People talk about how, oh, well, we've been drafting a quarterback for years. We draft a quarterback every, like almost every year for the last 10 years. People are saying drafting a quarterback for the Browns is a bad strategy. No. Drafting a quarterback works if you draft the right guy. Pick the right guy and commit to him. Pick Sam Donald or Josh Allen and commit to him. Invest in him. But, but that argument, here's why it doesn't work. Look at the guys the Browns have drafted in the last 10 years. The Browns have drafted Colt McCoy. Brady Quinn was immature. Brandon Whedon was old. Johnny Menzel, you know Johnny Menzel. You know his issues. He's crazy. He's a party boy. And it's John Kaiser. 
was out partying at one in the morning the Friday before games. No wonder you guys didn't win any games. Look at who you drafted. The guys you drafted were terrible. They were awful. Let's be honest, the best quarterback in Cleveland in the last 15 years is a guy named Derek Anderson, who's a backup quarterback at best. Right now, he's Cam Newton's backup. You need The Browns need to pick the right quarterback and commit to him. Sam Darnold is my choice. I, I wouldn't criticize if the Browns drafted Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a good guy, good quarterback as well. But think of him as a long-term investment. Don't panic when you pick Sam Darnold and he struggles. He's not going to be successful immediately. Be patient. Give Sam Darnold or Josh Allen four to five years. It's a long-term investment. Really invest in the guy. Invest in the quarterback. Give him time. Be patient. And here's the other thing people say. We should have gotten Alex Smith. The Cleveland Browns should have gotten Alex Smith. No. Alex Smith would have been duct tape. Alex Smith is 33 years old. If you bust a pipe... And your fix is to use duct tape. If you fix a busted pipe with duct tape, you, pro- you solve the problem for maybe three days, two to three days max. The truth is you need to replace the pipe. You need, duct tape is not a good solution and Alex Smith would have been duct tape. You need to draft Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. Fix the actual, get to the root of the problem and fix the problem. And get Kirk Cousins if you can. Obviously, if you can sign Kirk Cousins, that's a huge get in Cleveland. But the Browns and the Browns fans need to prepare themselves for the eventual reality that they probably will not get Kirk Cousins. I would love that. I want the Browns to succeed. I want to see the Browns get Kirk Cousins, but the truth is Kirk Cousins probably wants to win games next season. He'll probably go to a team that's capable of winning games next fall. He doesn't want to wait and be part of a rebuild. He's only got so many years left in his career. He doesn't want to do that. So I I did say in the past, I said if the Browns... If the Cleveland Browns do not improve, here's what I've said. I've said they will probably fire Hugh Jackson. But I don't think people realize how low that bar actually is. How low the bar is for the Browns to improve. Winning three games next season is an improvement for the Cleveland Browns. If the Browns win three games next fall, Hugh Jackson should keep his job. The Browns winning three games next year is a successful season. Again, the Browns need to pick the right quarterback, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. Either one, take your pick. I think they're both great. I prefer Sam, I prefer Sam Darnold, but if they pick Josh Allen, I won't criticize that either. But pick the right quarterback and be patient. Invest in him. It's a lot. Be patient. He's going to struggle. He's, he's a rookie on a terrible team. Give him four, five years. I mean, what do you have to lose? When's the last time? You're going to have, you've had losing seasons for years anyways. And pick one guy and invest in him. And don't move off of him. Be patient and invest in him. That is what the Browns should do. Pick a guy. Pick Sam Darnold or Josh Allen and invest in him. Be patient. Oh, man, the Browns. I I so badly want the Browns to win, man. I really... I just want the Browns to be successful. I just... We all... I have a heart... it's It's such a good story. If the Cleveland Browns can get turned around... God, that's the story of the century. I, like, I so badly want that to happen. I do have a belief. I have a belief that once you think about breaking up with someone, it's over. Unless you're married, married's a little different. But when the thought creeps into your mind, hey, I should probably break up with this girl. End it. It's over. I had an experience in high school where I had a girlfriend and I considered 
I thought about breaking up with her and I chose not to. And what I should have done, I should have just ended it right then and there because I would have saved both of us a lot of heartache farther down the road. So this week, the Ravens owner, Steve Bishotti, talked about how he considered firing the Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. And my first thought was, why would you say that publicly? Why, why would you ever come out to the media and say that? Are you saying that, are you trying to prepare the fan base? Are you, are you telling Jim Harbaugh the pressure's on? Or John Harbaugh, you could have just told John Harbaugh in a meeting, hey man, the pressure's on, we got to win this year. But by coming out publicly and saying, yeah, I thought about, I thought about firing John Harbaugh. That's the beginning of the end. I mean, that's awful. That's, I hope I'm wrong. I love John Harbaugh. But the process of erosion just started. Once you say, or once you even, once that thought creeps into your mind, it's over. It really is. I hate to say that. I love John Harbaugh. But the, the breakup just started. The fact that the Ravens owner, Steve Bishotti, is thinking about firing John Harbaugh says to me, mm, his days are already numbered. It really is. It's it's scary. It really is. Brief. I just wanted to touch on that. I have, I have three more stories left. I'm going to talk about uh, why winning matters. I'm going to talk about two. One one story relates to the 49ers, and one story is about a quarterback at Princeton. I want to talk about this first, though. I attend Washington State University, and I watch a lot of Washington State basketball. Let's talk about the Washington State men's basketball team. And I don't mean to be nasty. This is not, this is more about an overlying issue than it is really about the Washington state men's basketball team, but they, they brought this to my attention. So the WSU men's basketball team is one and eight in conference play and nine and 12 total. And they've lost four in a row. They're, they're having a bad season. They're not, they're not having a great season. And the Washington state men's basketball team just released a new series on YouTube called Respect My Hustle. And it's a, it's a well done video. I'm really good friends with the guy who made it. I, I really, I love the guys. They're great. It's got great editing. It's well done. I love my friends. I think it's, it's a good video. But the, the concept of respect my hustle. I don't respect Washington State men's basketball's hustle. I don't respect your hustle. I respect winning. That's what I like. That's what I respect. And that shouldn't be controversial. If you fail at a math test, I don't respect that. It's, it's really quite the same in sports. I respect winning. You can work hard, but if you suck, it doesn't matter. Winning matters. Nobody cares if you suck. I, I know, I know. I know I'm a bad person for saying that winning matters. Sorry that I like success. And I, I don't mean to be harsh. In fact, I'll be realistic. Let's turn the tables on myself. I'm not successful yet. Not in my eyes. My audience is small. I'm nobody. But I don't go around saying respect my hustle. I don't expect anyone to respect me or the work I put in. Respect me when I make it. Until then, I'm just a crazy guy who edits videos all night until five in the morning. Really, truly. I'm not trying to be nasty. It's okay to have, it's okay to have setbacks. Everybody on the road to success will have failure. But at some point, you have to succeed. You have to win. Don't accept failure. People say losing uh, makes you tougher. Losing makes you better. That's half true. The idea that losing is good for you is, is half true. Failures, failure is only growth if it drives you to success. 
if you don't learn from it, if you don't get better from it, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna Coach Wiggins, a guy reached out to me. That's his quote right there. Failure is only growth if it drives us to succeed. So Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft. And another guy named Omar Jacobs was drafted in the fifth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2006 NFL draft. He's a quarterback out of Bowling Green. So why do we know about Tom Brady, but we have no idea who Omar Jacobs is? Why did I have to look up Omar Jacobs on Google? Why did I not know his name? And why do you know Tom Brady, but not Omar Jacobs? Success. It matters. Winning matters. Winning is important. Work as hard as you want, but if you don't win, it doesn't matter. Washington State basketball, I'm really glad you're hustling. But I will respect you when you win. I respect success. I respect winning. Working hard is great. I work hard all the time. If, I'm not, if I don't succeed, it doesn't matter. Again, I'm glad you're working hard. But Washington State basketball, I will respect you when you win. All right, I have two throwaway stories. I'll be honest. That's what they are. I have two stories left, though. I'm going to talk about Terrell Owens and his relationship with the 49ers. You 49ers fans that listen to this podcast, you'll enjoy this, I think. I'm sure you guys don't have a lot of love for Terrell Owens. And we'll talk about a Princeton quarterback. Uh, it's interesting. There's an interesting story there. So Terrell Owens made a nasty comment about the 49ers to a TMZ reporter when he was talking about the Hall of Fame. He said, oh, if I do get into the Hall of Fame, it certainly will not be as a 49er. I think it's interesting, man. Terrell Owens complains about not being able to get a coaching job in the NFL. And he complains all the time about how he's not yet in the Hall of Fame, and he should be. And he should be, I'll agree. Terrell Owens, great wide receiver, should be in the Hall of Fame. But Terrell Owens doesn't get it. He simply does not understand. He doesn't act the part. If you want to be in the Hall of Fame, if you want to be respected, if you want to get a coaching job, if you want to have authority over people, you got to act like it. Act the part. I just, I I don't know. Terrell Owens doesn't understand. I would have hated, I would have absolutely hated to be on the same team as Terrell Owens. It would have been awful. Oh man, I would have, him and I would have argued and fought. I, I played quarterback. It would have just been a mess. And there's a reason. I want to point this out. Last thing about Terrell Owens. There's a reason why Terrell Owens didn't win a championship. And that's because guys like him, in my opinion, are cancer. It's just not good. It's interesting. Another, actually, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to talk about this, but I saw a quote about, from Le'Veon Bell today talking about how he doesn't get the success, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Le'Veon Bell is so out of touch with reality. Le'Veon Bell, I have called Le'Veon Bell a Hall of Fame running back. Hall of Fame running back. And his career isn't even close to done. Le'Veon Bell is the highest paid running back in the league. He, he, we talk about him as a Hall of Famer. And yet somehow he doesn't get enough respect. Highest paid in the NFL. Talking about Hall of Fame before he's even close to retiring. It's early, man. You're a great running back, but you have, nobody res- doesn't respect you enough. Everybody gives you enough respect. Le'Veon Bell is so out of touch. I, I, I saw that quote. I just wanted to rant about that. It's ridiculous. It's like, dude, you don't get it, do you? You're the highest paid running back in the league. How could you not talk about getting enough respect? How can you still talk about not having enough money? Dude, stop being so greedy and just do your job. God, man, it mm, grinds my gears. All right, we're going to talk about a Princeton quarterback for the last segment of the show. Uh, Brevin White, a four-star quarterback from California, recently chose 
to go to Princeton, an Ivy League school to play football. And, and he, he made this decision over Alabama, Washington State, a lot of, I think Washington State, a lot of big schools. He chose Princeton over a ton of huge schools. He said he wants to pursue a career in finance if the NFL doesn't work out. First of all, I want to say, Brevin White, I respect that a ton. I met your brother once. I respect that decision a lot. But I have two thoughts. First of all, he wouldn't have made it to the NFL anyways. Let's be honest. With that, with that attitude, if you're not all in, you're not going to the NFL. It's the truth. Hate to say that, but it's true. But Brevin, I respect Brevin White and his decision. When, when I stopped playing college football, part of that decision was I realized I'm going to play for four years, and I'm not going to the NFL. I'm, I'm 5'10", tiny, weak arm. It would have been four years and then nothing. So four years of college football and then nothing to show for it, nothing afterwards. Because your career is for the rest of your life. Whereas football ends. Football has a, a, football has a date where it's over. And I understand why Brevin White is saying, look, man, I may not play in the NFL. I want to do something that will set me up for the rest of my life. And if you want to, so Brevin White wants to pursue a career in financing. Let me tell you what, Princeton, that is the place to be. It, it, I, I had a coach, uh, one of the coaches that coached me in college was a former coach at Princeton. Man, he had story after story after story. That place has so many connections. A Princeton quarterback who wants to work in finance someday is going to have a ton of connections. Man, that is I commend you. It's a, it's a very wise decision. I think that a, a guy in high school had the, the foresight to say, look, I'm more concerned about the rest of my life and the opportunities Princeton will give me than going to play football for Alabama. I, I think I, I appreciated that. I thought it was really cool. Showed a lot of self-awareness. So Brevin White, man, um, well done. I just respect that. I thought that was really cool. That's my show, everybody. That's all I have for today. A short day, a short news day. Um, I, I'm really, I'll be honest, I'm tired of talking about the Super Bowl. I feel like... It's been a week of Super Bowl, and I'm just I'm Super Bowled out. I'm just like, ugh, ugh, I'm done. I'm ready to I'm ready to watch the Super Bowl. Talk about it Monday, and, and let's be honest, we'll probably talk about it for like two months. That's just how it works in this in this industry. But I want new stuff. I want to move on to basketball. I mean, I love football. Football is my favorite sport ever. But this particular Super Bowl, for some reason, with Brady and Nick Foles, it's, I'm just like I'm kind of burned out on it. I'm like I don't. Ugh. A lot of Super Bowl stuff. It's just it was a boring media week. It wasn't interesting. The Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's not really that much fun because they don't give you good quotes. They don't just like, it's just a bunch of fluff and that's not fun. So I'm excited for the NFL offseason. It's going to be incredible. There's so much, so many coach, so many uh, like quarterback moves. A lot of free agency stuff is going to be fun. The NFL draft. I'm so excited. I'm doing a podcast uh, so I can talk about the NFL draft as it's happening. Like, oh man, NFL draft. It's my favorite. I, 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 I don't know if I, I might even prefer the NFL draft to the actual regular season in the NFL. Like it is so much fun to talk about and discuss and have all these theories and who do you believe will be better and why. And oh, I love it. I really do. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really, I appreciate you guys. Strong opinion sports is my passion. It's my favorite thing in the world. And I'm so grateful you guys listen and allow me to do this show. It really just you guys have no idea how much it means to me to be doing this podcast and have you guys listening. It really, I hate college. I, I love college. I hate my classes. It's, I try to have a good attitude. You know, I work hard and stay positive. But man, like strong opinion sports, bar none, my favorite thing in the entire world. And I'm so grateful you guys are listening. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube very soon, like incredibly soon. Spotify will probably take longer. Their, their process is just taking forever. But Google Play did send me an email today. It's coming very soon. So I I think really realistically in the next week you can find you'll probably be able to find strong opinion sports 
on Google Play. Because what it does is you have to you have to fill out an application and then submit it to them, and they have to approve your podcast to be on their platform. Uh, it's really nice, actually. It goes through SoundCloud, and then you send your RSS feed to them, and when you put it on SoundCloud, it automatically goes off to these other uh, other places you can find podcasts like iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So I'm just waiting for them to approve it. Please tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. If you like this podcast, if there was anything I said that you agreed with, help a brother out. Please tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. That's my game plan. That's how I plan to grow. So if you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. Um, And I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be back on Monday. I can't wait to share my thoughts, man. I really, I made a video last year called Super Bowl 51. And I talked about why the Falcons, in my opinion, didn't choke. It was kind of out there, a little crazy. Um, I just, I love, I love breaking down games and talking about it. So I hope you enjoy it. I'll be back on Monday. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday and have a great one. But I'm bummed. Bam, we're done.